Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello there, this episode is sponsored by italki. If you're looking for a one-to-one teacher to work on your English, then look no further because italki is probably going to be the most convenient way that you can find someone for you. So there are loads and loads of teachers and also loads of people using italki. It's now an extremely well-established platform. And uh, so there's a very clever search function. You can search for teachers by things like where they come from or special sorts of lessons or special things they'd like to focus on if it's business English or if it's pronunciation or grammar or speaking or job interviews or exam stuff. You can find teachers to help you with all of those things. And then you can see the teacher's profiles. You can see videos of them introducing themselves. You can take trial lessons with them, which are cheaper. And then when you find the right person for you, arrange yourself some uh, lessons. It's very easy to do in their booking platform. And then, bingo, you've got lots of speaking practice or English lessons built into your life. And often you don't need to go anywhere. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home using Skype or similar software. And if you use my URL, which is teacherluke.co.uk slash talk, and then book some talking time, italki will send you a voucher worth a free lesson. To get that offer, teacherluke.co.uk slash talk, or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to the podcast. Here's another new episode for you. This one is all about the band Queen, the rock band Queen, which is a subject I've been meaning to cover on this podcast for years, for ages. Now, Queen are obviously huge, very famous all around the world, internationally successful British rock band. Freddie Mercury, the lead singer, who obviously is sort of a legend, and also certain songs that they recorded, like, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is this incredibly mysterious and amazing sort of rock opera, and other songs that they've written which over the years we've grown up with or that we've heard in so many different situations. They play uh, Queen songs at sporting events and you hear them in films and things all the time. Queen, and they're sort of quintessentially British in some way. People have been writing to me for years while doing this podcast, asking me to do an episode about Queen. And so it's one that I've wanted to do for ages. But the problem is... I don't really know enough about them. I'm not a fan who knows all about them. I like Queen, definitely. I think they're amazing. Uh, But I'm sort of familiar with their music from, for example, hearing it on the jukebox in the pub or hearing, you know, watching a music video on TV one day. Just kind of, I never actually bought Queen records or listened to them myself. I'm just aware of them in the sort of public consciousness of from just hearing their songs all the time. And there are certain 
tunes that I think are great. Bohemian Rhapsody is amazing. Also, I like Another One Bites the Dust because of the, the bass line. And um, so I don't really know enough about Queen in order to make an episode uh, about this subject. And that's why I haven't done it for ages. And then recently, I got talking to a friend of mine, Alex Love, who's been on this podcast before. He's a comedian friend of mine from uh, the UK. And Alex is a big fan of Queen. And I don't know how we started talking about it. But he says he said to me, have you ever done an episode about Queen? And I thought, I've never done that. And you might be exactly the right person I need to talk to about this because you're a fan. You know about the band, you know the story and all the things we need to know. So uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk to Alex about Queen and try to understand what it is about this band that's so appealing to him and to everyone. Um, what's the story of the band, the origins, how they became so big. Uh, I want to know Alex's favourite songs. Uh, I'd like to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody, the song. Also, I'd like to talk about the film. Um, Alex has seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's a big film that was released fairly recently, covering the life of Freddie Mercury. Um, I think the actor who played the lead role, what was his name, Remy Malik. He won an Oscar for it, I think. Lots of people saw the film and uh, lots of my listeners saw the film too and wrote to me in around that period saying, please talk about Queen on the podcast. Right, so let's do it. I'm going to talk to Alex. Now, I'm going to call him in a moment. I think we're going to speak on WhatsApp or something like that. You know the way you can use WhatsApp to do telephone calls? So I've got no idea uh, what the quality of the call is going to be like. And actually, I don't really know about Queen. I'd, I've never read a, a book about them. Uh, I've never read their story. Uh, all I know is just the bits and pieces I've seen on TV and heard on the radio and stuff over the years. So it's going to be interesting for me to find out about uh, this band as well. So we're going to go on a little exploration into uh, the work and the story of Queen, the rock band. So I'm going to call Alex in a moment. I hope and pray that the recording quality will be good, that the sound quality will be good. He's just going to be speaking to me on a mobile phone. So hopefully we'll get good reception and it won't bounce around and and hopefully we won't have too many problems in that sense. All right. But so are you ready? Let's let's talk all about Queen. I know some of you are fans, some of you aren't, but there are so many fans and so many people want me to talk about this that, that here we go. So this is your bit of English listening practice then. And hopefully if you're engaged, if you like the band, this is the sort of thing that you can really focus on and listen to attentively and sort of pick up language, hopefully, in the process. Right, so I'm now going to call Alex and we'll see how he, how he is and then we'll get started. Aha! Hey! Aha! <laughs> Alex, speak, speak to me. Let, let me hear uh, what the sound quality is like. I'm speaking to you, Luke. Can you can you hear me all right? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Let's yeah. ho- let's hope we don't get invaded by robots. Well, there is always that possibility. Where are you at the moment? In my flat. In Manchester. Manchester. All right, man. You're from Manchester now, aren't you? All right. Well, yeah, not for much longer. Really? Yeah. You're, you're moving. I am moving. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Uh, I don't know. Just gonna gonna. Uh, well, I'm leaving my full-time job before um, Edinburgh in August, so leaving at the end of July. Then going to be up in Edinburgh for all of August, and then I'm going to be 
um, moving back down south, um, probably go traveling for a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. I don't really have any firm plans, but um, I've, I've got a ridiculous idea of trying to do a gig. Have I mentioned this to you before? The te- Article 50 tour? In text, you've mentioned it, but um, yeah. give, us, give us the details. Well, because of uh, the UK leaving the EU, I thought it would be quite a good idea to try and visit all 27 EU member states before um, the Brexit deadline. But I thought what might make it more fun is if I try and do a comedy gig in all 27 EU member states uh, before the 31st of October. Mm. Um, so it'll be after Edinburgh. So I'll have about six or seven weeks to try and do 27 gigs in 27 countries, which logistically it might be pretty difficult to do, actually. So I'll be looking into it. And uh, um, have you actually found any? Well, yeah, I found, found a few found a few gigs around and i think it's kind of thing as soon as i've got some booked up and some dates firmly in the diary it's gonna be one of those things i can approach other clubs and say oh i'm doing this and i think it would be you know be quite easy to build from there yeah once i've got a few things confirmed i think you'd be all right you've i mean you've got like uh listeners to this podcast in probably most of those places they come yeah, out they yeah. come out and see you yeah yeah um are there any particular countries in Europe that have you got the most listeners? Um, oh, uh, ooh, 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 now you're asking. I need to just, uh, yeah. I just need to bring up my stats here, just yeah. to uh, be able to confirm that. I'll give you a rough Show estimate. Um, well, I'm going to give you a list of countries. Yeah. Uh, okay. Table view. All right. So, not that many in the. Uh, we've got Spain, the UK, yeah, Poland, Germany, Italy. Um, and also um, France, yeah. Czech Republic, uh, countries like that. Right, they're okay. mem- well, those they're, are all they're those all, are all good member states. Hungary, yeah, yeah, they're all uh, the Netherlands. They're yeah. all member states. You're, you're fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm looking to do. Um, I think just think it's going to be quite tricky to to organise it all. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, but yeah, worth worth looking into. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's quite a good concept, and it's what an mm. hour. It would be like an hour show. Yeah, I do. I'll be doing the how to win a pub quiz. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be the how to win a pub quiz uh, Article Fifty tour. Right. I see with specialist questions. Mm, not necessarily. <laughs> then I'd have to to write some new things. <laughs> Just keep the old stuff. Keep the old stuff. You're going. Yeah, keep you're, all works. You're going to Edinburgh then for August. Yes, that's correct. I am going up again. And what's the story? Um, Morning Glory. It's um, got, well, how to win a pub quiz. Um, might come as what's... a surprise, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. The, the, um, I'm doing a midday show. What is it? The, what's the uh, name of the show again? How to win a pub quiz. Okay. And then colon, British edition. So that's the midday show. So it's a, a theme of, uh, theme is Britain. So it's all about history and culture and, things like that and then i'm also doing for the first so that's for the whole month I'm, I'm there doing the midday show i'm also doing a um late night show um for house of a pub quiz late night edition sorry house of a pub quiz colon late night edition okay and um and that's just that that starts at um 20 to midnight and runs for well i've got the room until half one so it could run on, on. um oh, great but at the moment uh, ticket sales could do with um looking a little busier for, for mm-hmm. the, the late night shows, but you know, there's there's plenty of time for that to pick up. Okay, all right. Well, great. Good luck with it all. Uh, Thank but, you very much. But we're here to talk about um, uh, all things musical. Today. Well, well, particular area of music things. 
That's right. I was just saying in my introduction, which I just recorded, that um, right. people have been asking me to talk about this subject for for years, especially since yeah. the, the yeah. Why? why have you? Um, why? Why have you not spoken? No, why have you not um, spoken about it before? The reason I haven't spoken about it before is because I don't know enough about it. Because I'm not right. a fan. I mean, if you know, ask me about the Beatles. I can tell you anything. Uh, but are they uh, your favourite band? Yeah, they are. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. your favourite album? Uh, probably, probably the the best of the Beatles. <laughs> I thought you might say that. <laughs> tough one, tough one. I, I have to say the best of the Beatles, which is of course an, an Alan Partridge reference. Everyone, um, as yeah, as was my aha by the way at the, at the uh, start. Aha, of the that was, yeah. Alex is yeah. an Alan Partridge fan as well. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But why haven't I talked about it? Because I don't know enough about it. Yeah, ask me about the Beatles. Why not? Why not? T- just I don't know because. Um, as I was saying in the introduction, the only sort of exposure to Queen I got was like listening to it in pubs, listening to it in films, yeah. on TV, uh, other people playing stuff in the car, things like that. I've mm. never, I never actually owned uh, a Queen album, never had any of their songs on any of my old tapes and stuff. My dad had a copy of Night at the Opera uh, on yeah, vinyl, the vinyl one, which yeah. I think has Bohemian Rhapsody on it. And, it does. And, uh, but I'd never sort of dug into that Queen album that my dad had. I was kind of going into other stuff. You should. Dad. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Because I always just thought Queen, you know, a big hair rock band. Yeah. Uh, it's not really my cup of tea. You know, I was more interested in other types of things. It was more kind of like, they were like one of those hair bands, you know, bands with lots of hair, which wasn't well, really my thing. <laughs> Did you like more bald people with no hair it was like just less Fred. about the hair like i felt like queen was <laughs> the, the hair was too prominent um right. and it was particular one, one particular man's brian hair. may yeah or but there was, all, there, there, yeah. was, there were moments also when freddie had uh, some hair going oh. on and, yeah. and 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 also um was it is it roger John taylor Deacon, he had a nice yeah, they Deacon all had nice fantastic football. hair at some point and that yeah. that for me was the dominating it was almost too too much hair <laughs> yeah well you, you can't hear the hair on on the records I, d- I beg to differ. I think you can hear the scratching of, of hair in the background on some of the tracks, don't you think? The sort of the sound no, of hair but, against no. the microphone. Well, they did experiment with lots of things, um, musically and, and recreationally. Did they? Um, so, yeah, they did. Uh, so, so possibly they, they, they recorded using hair. I don't know. Yes. Well, it's certainly interesting. Anyway, we really need to get into this, right, Alex? So yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're some sort of authority on the subject then, are you? Well, not really. I just quite like Queen. That's um, you know, uh, the, uh, one of my favourite bands. So, um, can I just ask you? Yeah, something? I own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I own nine, nine studio albums. Nine. Yeah. 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 They have fifteen. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. All right then. Um, just haven't bothered with the others. Do you have? I'm going to ask you some other questions. Do you have a Queen T-shirt? Yeah. No, I don't. I've been looking for one, but I just haven't found a good one. Um, okay. Do you have yeah. ha, have you at any time in your life had a poster featuring any member of the band on your wall? No, I haven't. Hmm. You don't seem to be qualified to be on this podcast. <laughs> Let me ask got, you another I've one. Got me, nine albums. You got nine albums oh. out of fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever read a book about uh, the band or any of its members? Um, no. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to come on the podcast. To be honest, <laughs> have you have you ever uh, read an article about the band yes, or any of it? Yes, you I have. have. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've read an article. In like, just, a, just a one article. NM, one article in NME. Okay. Have you seen uh, any of their videos, their music videos? Oh, yeah, I've seen lots of videos. And I've seen the musical We Will Rock You three times. Yeah, you've seen so, We Okay. Okay. That's in your yeah. favour. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Good. I think I've just got back in the game now. You're back in the game. You've seen We Will Rock You three times. That's actually That's right. kind of a big one because I guess a lot of tourists who come to London go and see that, that, that music. I don't think it's running anymore. Is it not? No, it was running for about ten years. Okay, but but you know about the band, right? Yes, I know. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. okay, well, and I like the music a lot. Yeah. Um, mm. what, what does it what What does it mean to you then? The music of Queen. Tell Tell us how personal it is for you, Alex. Um, I don't. Know, it's just something that you know. Some bands you just connect with, and some bands you don't. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously, in your case, you haven't connected with Queen. But for me, it's just, um, they've always been there, really, throughout my life. I remember when I was um, about four years old in 1989, and I remember singing along to uh, The Invisible Man by Queen on on the Miracle album. Mm. And uh, I think you find the cover of that album quite disturbing, because it's the the one with the the four faces merged together. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a look at it. There's lots of hair. What's the name of the album again? Uh, the miracle, the miracle queen. Okay, I'm looking looking at the picture uh, of yeah. this. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, I see. It's like all yeah. four faces almost together, and it's like they've all got one yeah. set of hair and one exactly. One and look really, at all the eyes as well. Really long forehead, really wide, yeah. like a really wide forehead. Maybe 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 that's what drew me into Queen because I've had a big forehead. Maybe I liked that. Mm. Maybe that's what I can relate to. It was the foreheads that that did it for you. Yeah. Okay. Quite possibly. Mm. But yeah, I was, um, and I used to, um, I remember the Invisible Man video was on TV and I'd, um, when it was on, I'd, I'd hide behind the chair and then jump out because I was, you know, pretending I was invisible. I see. So, um, you, you, yeah, that was you, me as a child. That's quite cool. You really took it sort of very, very literally. Yes. The song, The, the Invisible Man. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it was, yeah, I was four years old. What do you expect? Well, I don't know. A bit more sophistication than that. Just taking it on face value. Just the yeah. the mo- the simple one dimensional reading, but I suppose these days you you've got a more in depth appreciation of their music, right? Isn't it true that uh, yes. as a and a sta- as a stand up comedian, you told me this once mm. that if you have a bad gig yeah. and you feel terrible, your your remedy yeah. for that is to go home, eat biscuits, and and listen yeah. to, listen to Queen. Yes, that is completely true. So, what is it about the music of Queen then that kind of uh, can heal yeah. you? From I the, don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a tonic. It, it just makes me feel better. It's it's just nice, you know. It's comforting, okay. like the equivalent of comfort food, but in, in sound. And obviously, I've got loads of biscuits as well, so that helps. Yeah, it does. Do you get under the covers as well when you're doing it? Um, no, it's not sorted. <laughs> that was my next question. To be honest, don't need to ask it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? So, uh, how would you describe their music then? What's the what does it sound like? It's um, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of well, obviously there's, there's, there's the Queen. Um, there's the layered vocals of um, Brian, Freddie, and Roger. Mm. Uh, you know, harmonising. Um, that's that's probably you know the harmonised Queen song uh, sound that people associate with the band and um lots of guitars lots of drums lots of um, amazing vocals and uh, and 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 john deacon just holding it 
all together with his, with his bass. Nice. What's what's their appeal then? Do you think it's just because it's so varied and it and it's fun as well. They don't take um you know it's it's fun to listen to. It doesn't although there is more emotive stuff particularly in in the later years. It's it's that sense of fun and experiment. Um, you know, freedom to experiment and try things out. Yeah. Uh, would you kind of categorise their music? Well, it's it's rock. It's no. hard hard rock, I suppose. But it's um they uh, the seventies. Queen were different from the 80s Queen. The, the 70s Queen were a lot more experimental, whereas in the 80s they kind of did a lot more radio-friendly stuff. Yeah. There's some good songs, but uh, for me, I prefer 70s Queen. 70s Queen is a bit more like sort of hard rock or progressive rock. Uh, yeah, and, and experimenting, doing weird things, and, and just the sheer ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the 70s, isn't it? It was a very sort of flamboyant yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of experimental and flamboyant period. Um, yeah. Okay, so in in terms of like the, the their global success, because they're an international phenomenon, aren't they? Yeah. Which version of the band do you think it is that sort of uh, is uh, so well known, and and why would you say? Uh, it's sort of it's probably the Live Aid version, isn't it? That's what people associate. Um, you know, Freddie Mercury in his in his white vest, strutting around with his moustache. Um, getting the whole stadium involved. That's probably what people, you know, people associate. But then, yeah, I, I think people do have a certain connection with, with the band's music. What's the story of the band, actually? Do you know? Do you know Do you know sort of like where they come from and how they got together and, and all that stuff? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, I've been looking at Wikipedia. Before, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew, I, I knew this already, really. So they, um, they formed in 1970, and before that, uh, Brian and well, they knew known Freddie for for a while, and um, he, he used to be at their gigs. I think he was in a few bands as well. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, Brian and, and Roger were in a band called Smile. Yeah, that's um, uh, there's a song called "Doing All Right." That's you know, it's fine. It's fairly bland. But yeah. um, the lead singer left, and um, and then Freddie just said, "Well, well I'll be your singer now." And and then that, um, and then that was that really. Set them on their way. They rebranded then, themselves, uh, pretty... didn't they? They renamed themselves Queen. Yep. Called themselves Queen. They found John Deacon. He replied to an ad, and um, and that was that. And they were on their way, pretty much. Can you describe the personnel for us? Yeah. So, so obviously you've got Freddie as the, the singer, the front man, and um, you've got Brian May on guitar with his hair that I know you have a problem with. <laughs> and no, I don't have a problem. Don't have a problem with with his hair per se. It's just I felt when I was at that age where I was making choices about music that yeah. I just felt like there was just too much hair, not just from him. I felt like there was more. Like, and these... were, you quite a, were you quite a cool kid? Were you into your cool bands? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. You weren't that cool. Cause I, I, I heard your episode when you were reading out your diary. Oh yeah. I wasn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you wanted to give the impression of people. Oh, yeah. So you would, oh, yeah. you would, you would, um, you would shun things you th- weren't cool yeah what was i talking about stuff i thought wasn't cool no but i expect that's what the kind of stuff you yeah yeah you know i thought sort of like you know black uh sort of denim or or leather the rock the rock look i wasn't in that i wasn't in that category at all i wasn't like a a metal head or or like a rocker or a death metal fan i wasn't in that category so i never wore black like t-shirts with the names of bands on them 
and I never wore never. Do- I never no well now I do now I do uh, yeah. but I never used to and I, and uh, so I wasn't in that sort of crowd so yeah that was probably part of it too but you were you were in some bands weren't you I was in I was into bands you know I was in bands yeah. and I was also into yeah. like stuff like Black Sabbath and and Led Zeppelin yeah. and a lot of the stuff that so I don't know I don't really know what the reason was that I didn't get into them but I think they're yeah. they're brilliant I've checked out their stuff again more recently uh, on on YouTube and particularly stuff like Brian May as a guitarist it's incredible yeah. he built that yeah. guitar himself didn't he he did out of a fireplace out of a fireplace with yeah. his dad yeah with his dad yeah really. Well, that's... Well, his dad, well, he didn't. It, you know, his dad, you know, it wasn't part of the guitar. He didn't that's... use his dad to make it. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was he but... used the fireplace and his dad, and he sort of mixed them together. <laughs> his, his, his dad, his dad, femur was the the um, the neck of the guitar, and then he he used his dad to make the strings. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just used his hair for the strings, didn't he? Right, his own hair, of course. Yeah. Now we need to get yeah. to, we need to get sort of really into this. So we've talked about Freddie. We talked about Brian yep. there, and mm-hmm. uh, what about the others? Yeah, so there's Roger Taylor on drums, who is a phenomenal drummer. Yeah. And also got a, had a decent voice on him back in the day. And the the high voice you hear on all the Queen songs, yeah. like the really high pitch, that was him. That wasn't Freddie. Ah. And, and he you... sang on a few album tracks. He's got a decent voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then... He's a very good drummer. John Deacon is the bass player. Yes, John Deacon. Um, who was it? Uh, the quiet one, with, you know... The, uh, of the band they were all they all like to show off in the way but John Deacon was a very, very modest very reserved character but very good on the bass and he wrote some great songs as well he wrote things like um, Never One Bites the Dust that's one of my favourites uh, did it yeah um, and uh, he wrote uh, You're My Best Friend he wrote I Want to Break Free and you probably haven't heard Spread Your Wings which he also wrote Oh, right. Um, I didn't, those are some of his most, their, their most famous songs, and he wrote them. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Um, each um, member of the band wrote uh, possibly, it wasn't a number one, it was certainly a hit single, uh, which oh. is quite rare for bands. Yeah. So each member, because in, initially in the, the early days, um, they all used to compete to see who could get the, the, um, the best, well, their songs on the album, so they'd all go and go off and write stuff and then all come together and try and push for their songs to be included because then they, that means they, they got more money but eventually they um, I think it was possibly around the time of the news of the world they just every song was credited as Queen they took a, an equal share but um, yeah good. in the early days they were all competing to um, see who could get the, the most songs on the albums um, in bands often like especially with mm. the Beatles one of the most interesting things uh, is the kind of interplay between the personalities in the group, and this sets the dynamic for a band, and kind yeah. of defines everything that there is about that band. You know, you get it with the Beatles, yeah. you get it with a, a band like Oasis, uh, and yeah. and you know, like each person's got their own identity, and the the way that it mixes creates yeah. the sort of spirit of the band. So, what yeah. about the spirit of Queen? What are the different personalities going on? What's the dynamic? Obviously, Freddie's out the front. Uh, being a show-off and very loud. But he's also... The um, thing about Freddie is there's the power, but also the vulnerability in, in some of his quieter moments, and particularly later on in the last... Uh, well, the last couple of albums they recorded, he, he was um, just drinking shots of vodka because he was so ill um, just to get through it, and he was actually dying, but had all that power. So there's that 
that strength and, and also vulnerability to, mm. to his to his um to, uh, his performance. And um, yeah, the flamboyance as well, the showmanship. I, I don't think there's a better front man than Freddie Mercury mm. in um, in the history of rock and roll. Yeah. Would, would, would you disagree? I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone else. I mean, obviously, someone like Mick Jagger springs to mind, but he's kind of a bit yeah. of a ridiculous joke, actually. Yeah. Isn't he? I mean, that he is. They're, the Stones are a bit of a joke. They're great. Well, they are now, aren't they? It's, 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 they've it's, gone on a bit too. The Queen are still touring, but I think it the, sounds really bad, but it's kind of cemented Freddie's immortality, really, in a way, hasn't it? He's yeah. not going to grow old and, 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 and look a, a fool and embarrass himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's the rock and roll thing, you know, that uh, yeah. like what happened to John Lennon and and other people. Paul McCartney. It's <laughs> quite embarrassing now, isn't he? No, he's not. Paul's great. Paul McCartney's great. What are you saying? <laughs> do, do you like do you like watching him sing Hey Hey Jude these days? No, I can now. I can't stand Hey Jude. I can't stand Hey Jude or Yellow Submarine or Yesterday or any of those uh, those songs. I can't stand do you, any do you of wish them. You, do you wish you'd just stop though? No, I, no I don't think Paul should just stop. I, I, I don't. He can stop playing music. Uh, yeah. Although I like his albums, but I just want to. As long as he keeps going on interview shows and telling you know stories about being in the Beatles, you know that was the thing yeah. about the Beatles. You know, very sort of lots of cups of cups of tea. Very competitive it's, with uh, tea making. Flaming, Flaming Pie, nineteen ninety six, is a, is an amazing album. Yeah, a lot of his solo albums are fantastic. Yeah. He's much maligned. He stopped writing good songs when he stopped smoking cannabis. Do you think so? When did that? Yeah. When did that happen? Um, I think I think uh, as if he doesn't get enough grief already. I think um, I think Heather Mills um, stopped him smoking cannabis. Did she? I think quite possibly. Yeah. Is that why he divorced um, her? <laughs> possibly. Yeah. She won't let it, me it, smoke it, any any uh, any reefer. You know, so yeah, uh, she's on your continue, ass. Maybe, maybe they'd still be together. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's yeah, Freddie. So we got Freddie covered. And yeah. I, yeah, I can't think of a better frontman, but I'm sure that people can, you know, list names of other amazing uh, uh, singers and stuff like that. What about Brian May yeah, then? No, What's, yeah. Nobody yeah. quite liked Freddie. No one. No. Because um, it wasn't just the voice, but also he was an incredible uh, pianist as well. Yeah. Um, just amazing. And, and, and to have that, those two, two abilities, and just one, the, one the, person. The, sh- the pure showmanship when when he was yeah. on stage, you know, for example, Live Aid. That's it's a good good example mm. uh, of just whipping the crowd up into a frenzy mm. and just getting the crowd yeah. to go really really wild. I mean, you know, yeah. in the eighties, there were a stadium rock band, and yeah. he was you know very adept at just kind of like bringing the crowd really out of themselves and making yeah. everyone sing along and like just the passion that he had on stage. I think maybe this is yeah. one of the things that people react to so much. And the it's control, just... and, but that connection, you felt a connection with him. Yeah, yeah. He's like really pushing it. Yeah. Um, and, and he's giving it everything. Combined with the kind of slickness of the music, the yeah. music is slick and tight. You know, they're all absolutely on point. And Brian May's guitar, like these incredible yeah. lines that he does with that yeah. extraordinary sound, which I guess yeah. is like chorus. It's like a chorus pedal or something that kind of makes the note like a double note. Mm. Um, you know, it gives it that very wide kind of guitar sound. Yeah. Um, and just perfect. Note perfect all the way through everything. Mm. 
Um, and what about yeah, Ro- and, uh, yeah. Brian May, incredible musician and, and amazing songwriter. Yeah, just just great. Um, and some of the the uh, have you ever heard Prophet song? No. Yeah, <laughs> you should. He wrote that. It's brilliant. And uh, but it's really experimental, really weird. It's 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 on the night of the opera, mm. but it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody's sister. Yeah, that doesn't get as much attention, but is equally amazing oh this is like that sort of uh, nine minute track yeah yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've never heard this up now? no I, had, I looked it up earlier on but i've never actually heard it uh but yes it's a kind and of that's, like a, that's layers there's all sorts of crazy vocals and stuff and mm. um it's, it's mad and uh, uh, brian may said he wrote it when he was um coming out of the he had a really bad flu flu he woke up yeah so he, he had just he came up woke up from a drenched in sweat and just had this idea in his head and it's strange um, how that can can happen because that just makes me think of Terminator you know um, yeah. James Cameron yeah. had the flu and then he worked, uh, when he was having his flu he, he just thought of the Terminator about this, this monster um, robot so maybe I think people need to have more flu to, mm-hmm. to create ideas or at least everyone should have a notepad by the bed it's yeah. Like, oh, I help. think. Uh, oh, I think I'm coming down with flu. Quick, get him a notepad. Yeah. You know, not a lemsip or anything. Or medicine, no, a notepad, notepad first, then then a lemsip. Write down. Mm. Write write your ideas down. Let's make a film. Then you get better. Yeah. I think that's the the order yeah. of events. Um, what was Brian? So that was, that, was, that was, was Brian May. What was Brian May like as a person? He's a very nice man. Yeah. And he likes his badgers. He likes his um, badgers, the animals. Yeah. Because in the UK, there's for the past, well, it's been a while, about eight years, there's been a badger cull. So people have been trying to keep down numbers because they think that badgers spread TB, but there's no actual there's scientific no act, evidence no for actual this. actual evidence for it. These badgers are animals that live wild in the English countryside. And they, yeah. um, I mean, they've got like black and white stripes uh, going along the length of their head. If that helps mm. anyone, they've kind of got grey fur, fairly large, like sort of maybe slightly smaller than a fox or maybe around the same size, lower to the no, ground. Bigger, bigger than a fox. Bigger than a fox, lower to the ground, yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, white and black stripes across the face. And so massive so, so uh, people's massive paws, really. Some people say yeah, that... Claws. Uh, claws. Uh, yeah. Some people say that uh, there are too many badgers and that they spread disease, like you said, but you've just uh, debunked that fact i have uh, yeah i have just there even though you said there was no evidence against it but uh anyway so people kill them to keep the numbers down and it's known as the badger cull and yeah people yeah. protest against this all the time in order to yeah. sort of uh, stand up for the rights of badgers and brian may is one of the people who's been doing it he's one of the been most prominent campaigners yeah he does and recently yeah i heard that there was um, a load of land has been bought in, I think it's near Hampshire in England, towards the south coast, and it's being turned into a forest, like loads of loads of land, I think. I mm. can't remember the exact area size, but it's a hefty, hefty, hefty sized area mm-hmm. of land, and nobody knew who had bought all this land and who was planting all the trees, and it turns out it's Brian May. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he bought loads of land so cre- just specifically to, to make a forest. Yeah, so he's creating forests for animals. So that, what a lovely man. 
That's lovely. He, he looks a bit like a woodland animal himself. He does, yeah. Some kind of yeah. like a tall, thin lion. Yeah. Is that a woodland animal? It depends which wood you're in. In in the wood that I've got in mind, yeah, there are there are lions and sort of, uh, you know, all sorts of mythical creatures and things, and Brian May and the other members of the band. Uh, Brian May lives with the woodland folk. Yes, I think so, with that hair. Majestic looking hair. Um, what yeah. about Roger Taylor? What, what kind of? We know he's a great drummer. What kind of bloke yeah, is he? What's he, what's he like as a geezer? Uh, he's actually seems like quite a good bloke. He, him, and Freddie. There was a bit of a spark there. There'd often be tensions, but I think different perspectives on things. Mm. And, and Brian May was in the middle trying to keep things together. And and John Deacon was just um, sitting quietly in the corner, hoping people would stop arguing about things just musical decisions and, and the way bands debate things did they did they ever have trouble like did, was there ever a time that queen would split up or something no no there were always rumors and that's what we're going to get on to be the film bohemian rhapsody in a bit but mm. they, they never split up there were rumors about it but no they they, they all stayed together and, and like the film bohemian rhapsody where they, they they did split up and then they got back together just for live aid and that was Right. We'll get onto that in this, um, we, later we, on. Yeah, but, we'll talk about the um, film in a bit. We're just kind of going through the yeah. band members at the moment. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't get the impression then that well, there was that much tension. You talked about um, no, not really. uh, the drummer and Freddie sort of like not getting on sometimes, but it wasn't like there was a huge amount of um, sort of tension going on in the band. All right. Uh, no, it was just like, I, I want to do this this way. No, you're going to do it this way because I've written this song. And then, like, uh, you know, in One Vision, mm. the song One Vision and the final line is Gimme, Gimme, Gimme fried chicken is it actually gimme gimme fried chicken is that really the the line gimme gimme fried chicken yeah that's the final line yeah and that was a a song that roger taylor had written about martin luther king and freddie had just um started playing around with the lyrics and turned turned the the lyrics or the the song into a shopping list pretty much (laughs) and um and then the final thing was gimme 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 fried chicken they just kept that in so that's why they say it I see. I always thought that was a misheard lyric, but that, that's actually no, the genuine lyric. Yeah. Well, well, well. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah, f- absolutely f- uh, fascinating fact there. Little bonus fact. Um, yeah. So, uh, favorite songs. Hang on a second. We haven't got what? the John Deacon. Don't oh yeah. Now. All right, John Deacon. I thought he was yeah. just quietly sitting in the corner. Well, he was, and yeah. now he's, re- he's retired, and uh, he's apparently a bit of a recluse these days. Doesn't really um, have much to do with. Brian and um, and Roger, but yeah, he's um, just seems like a, a very nice man. <laughs> also, like Brian uh, Brian May. So there's lots you know. of very nice men in this band, which is which I think is, so. Is, yeah, 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 and um, yeah, and a very good bassist. Wrote some really good songs, as I said earlier. Yeah, and just held everything together. But you've got to be because you, you know that in, in a live band, the bassist holds everything together. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, the bass and the drums. I mean, it depends on the yeah. band, but usually it's the rhythm section. Yeah, the bass and drums. Yeah, and you've got to be a good bassist to, 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 to keep up with the rest of Queen, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. God, I've tried yeah. to play bass on some of their songs. It's uh, difficult. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to do Bohemian Rhapsody with my cousin in that band I used to be in, and we practiced that mm. a few times, but bloody hell, that's difficult. Oh. Do you remember when were you there at the Gemma's Rocky Oki party? You I were, was. weren't you? I was there, yeah. yeah. And you witnessed the, uh, the spectacle. Yeah, you, didn't you sing? What, what did you sing? I sang Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Yeah. Well, they it's it's a it's an absolute 
smash, right? And it's known all around, all around the world. People sing it at karaoke all the time. Uh, tell me about Bohemian Rhapsody. Is it is it your favourite song of theirs? It's um, it's a very special song, but it's not my favourite. Just because I think it's um, it's a bit of the easy option, isn't it? You could just mm. when I listen to Night of the Opera, I often skip Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? Just because it's it's not something you want to over over do. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, it's a very special thing, but it's not something that um, you just want to overplay. Yeah. Um, any idea what it's actually about? Um, well, it is what it is, really, isn't it? It's um, it's just a mad thing going on inside Freddie's head. But, I mean, some of those lyrics must mean something. I mean, when you're listening to it, what are the kind of things that you're thinking of or images that you've got in your mind or the types of emotion that you're experiencing? It's just all uh, every every emotion, really, isn't it? It's the um, mm. it covers. I think it covers all the the emotional bases. It's um, it's sadness, it's happiness, it's everything else in between. It's, it is, um, isn't it? It's all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's. Just... It, I mean, it, it probably hits all all the emotive notes, but also pretty much all the musical notes as well. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it, it mm. covers everything. I think every note is included in the song. That's every kind of, single note. That's part of yeah. why it's so magical. Like literally, all the notes are in there, not yeah, necessarily feels, at the same time. It feels very special. It's it's just like how it's layered and builds and. The and diff- then there's a crazy bit in the middle and different sections and it's incredibly yeah. like memorable you can sing along to it mm. uh, the lyrics all sort of seem to catch our imagination you know we start yeah. to imagine is this a story is this about something specific that's happened yeah. he's like talking to his mum and there's like a murder involved and yeah. then these sort of reflections about nothing really matters anyway yeah. and it's kind of really kind of hits a certain kind of mood of, mm. we all feel like that sometimes of like that well you know just nothing really matters in the end it's just exactly. it's like very sad but also very kind of um uh calming triumphant. and triumphant yeah. yeah it's it's really really extraordinary uh yeah. incredible and the musicianship and the musicality yeah and of course that bit where it goes down right and everyone headbangs like in wayne's world yeah. It's a, it's incredible, it's a stunning piece of work. Uh, what's your favourite song then, if it's not that one? Oh, do you have a f- to say. Do you have a favourite? Favourite favorite song? Oh, I don't know. It's or, so many. I, I, yeah, name some of your your favourites then, if you can't pick one. All right. Uh, I really like Love of My Life. I think that's an amazing song. Just, I was trying to get you to play on the guitar. Yeah, I don't so know I any of their songs, get... so I can't. Well, tell me about uh, Love of My Life. Yeah, it's 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 a ballad. It's, it's stripped back. It's just uh, a guitar and a, I think there's a harp as well. And it's just a very very raw stripped back song. Yeah, and it's, you, you can tell that it's from from a particular place of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just something that's really nice to sing along to. One of my favourite nights at university was me and my um, two housemates. We were on a night out in a dingy club that we go to and um, called yeah. route 66 yeah and one of one of my housemates was having some problems with a girl and, you know yeah. she was he thought she was interested turns out she wasn't as um yeah. happens a lot with with, with, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with, with, with us, us blokes that um going through that sort of age and yeah. uh he, he started crying so so we so we left the night early and then we went back to our house and he went off to his room and i think um he was feeling better and then he went to bed and me and my other housemate were both massively into Queen. 
Yeah. Um, my housemate had a bottle of Bailey's. The um, <laughs> uh, how would you describe Bailey's? Bailey's is disgusting. It's like a, a liqueur, and it's uh, yeah, it, What is it? What's the flavour of it? Creamy, creamy, it's creamy, liqueur, isn't it? creamy coffee. It's a creamy mm. coffee liqueur, so it's alcoholic. It's extremely sugary and creamy, yeah. and it's got sort of coffee yeah. flavour to it as well. It's freaking yeah. disgusting. Uh, you might drink it over ice, but you wouldn't drink a whole bottle of it in one evening. No. Well, well, you think that. So we, he had a bottle of Bailey's. I can't remember where he got it from, and we drank that between us, uh, the two of us singing along till, to, to 70s Queen albums until we could no longer speak <laughs> and passed out. That was great. Other songs? I think it's... Um, I think it's more obviously the show must go on and that's that's an incredible song and what makes it all the more incredible is, is Freddie was literally downing shots of vodka to get through that because of the amount of pain he was in yeah. when he was really ill that's one of the, the last songs he recorded yeah so that's incredible I think for me I, I probably prefer albums than songs the Queen are pretty much an, an albums band I think and so mm-hmm. they've, they've, got, they've got some great songs I think listening to to a Queen album all the way through is um, is an experience in itself, and I find that more enjoyable than listening to individual songs. Okay, so albums. Well, Night of the Opera mm-hmm. is the obvious one. That's a, a an incredible piece of art. I think it's just so varied and ridiculous. And you've got um, end of the pier vaudeville things like Seaside Seaside Rendezvous, mm-hmm. and um, you've also got You're My Best Friend. That's on there. So it's such a varied album. You've got I'm in Love with My Car by Roger Taylor. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to Bohemian Rhapsody at the end, Love of My Life, that's on there as well, Prophet Song. It's yeah. just so many amazing things. That, and 39 as well, um, which is a Brian May folk song about space travel, which is incredible. Have you listened to that? Uh, I don't think so. Because Brian May is like a, a seriously into astro astrology, right? Astrology or, is it astrology or astronomy? I can never bloody remember. Astronomy, I think, isn't it? Uh, astronomy is, is astronomy, astronomy is the is the one about you know stars and and astrophysics sure? and stuff. Yeah, astronomy is the scientific check. study of celestial objects. It's astronomy. Astrology is the astronomy. one. Which, astrology is all about like uh, people's horoscopes and stuff. But yeah. no, um, Brian May's into oh. astronomy. Yeah, so I was right with that, wasn't I? Uh, I, th- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who was right. I was right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, I think he was doing a degree in astrophysics, mm. and then he dropped out to to being queen. I may have got that wrong, but anyway, he's 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 um he's a doctor in astrophysics. He's oh. got that. Yeah, he's got that going he's, for uh, him. Mm. Just in case the band doesn't so work he knows out, it, he knows loads of stuff about space as well, which is, which is another thing that makes it's... the more amazing. Um, so I, I get the impression that really Freddie is the is the character in the band. That the other guys are pretty much like sort of nice but grounded, uh, amazing talents and stuff, but fairly grounded. Yeah. But what about Freddie? Was I mean, what was going on there? What was you know what was going on with Freddie oh, Freddie Mercury? What's all his sorts story? Of things. Everything. Well, he he, um, he was originally from Zanzibar, mm-hmm. and his family. I may get these details wrong. I'm fairly certain his family had to flee Zanzibar because there was a... I don't think it was a civil war, but his family had to flee Zanzibar okay. and they moved over to the, to the UK. Yeah, so maybe it's some he, sort of um, military coup or something like that. Yeah, do you want to just Google, Google um, that? Zanzibar. I think, I think it's important your listeners 
Zanzibar. Zanzibar is a semi-autonomous region of Tanzania. It's composed of the Zanzibar archipelago in the Indian Ocean, 25 to 50 kilometers off the coast of the mainland. Consists of many small islands and two large ones. Zanzibar Revolution. On the, on the 10th of December 1963, the protectorate that had existed over Zanzibar since 1890 was terminated by the United Kingdom. Yeah. It's usually our fault. The United Kingdom... Normally is, isn't it? Yeah. The, the UK didn't grant Zanzibar independence as such because the UK had never had sovereignty over Zanzibar. Huh? Okay. Rather, by the Zanzibar Act uh, 1963 of the United Kingdom, the UK ended the protectorate and made uh, provision for full self-government in Zanzibar as an independent country within the Commonwealth. Upon the protectorate being abolished, Zanzibar became a constitutional monarchy, monarchy under the Sultan. However, just a month later, on the 12th of January 1964, Sultan uh, Jamshid bin Abdullah was deposed during the Zanzibar Revolution. The Sultan fled into exile and the Sultanate was replaced by the People's Republic of Zanzibar. And Pemba, a socialist government led by the Afro uh, Shirazi Party. Over 20,000 people were killed, <gasps> and refugees, especially Arabs and Indians, escaped the island as a consequence of the revolution. Yeah. So, as part of that, his parents escaped, escaped from all of that. Yeah. And came to the UK? Mm hmm. Okay. All right, so there's young Freddie growing yep. up in the, in the like, 60s. Yeah, he, um, he was working as a baggage handler at Heathrow Airport. Oh, yes. Handling, yeah. handling and, baggage. Yeah, that's what baggage handlers do. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I think he, he got into art school. Okay. And um, he, uh, he was, in his youth, he was a, um, a long-distance runner and also a boxer. He was quite a decent boxer. Oh. And... Um, I only actually found this out when Bohemian Rhapsody, the film, was released. But um, you can kind of see that because um, obviously long distance running and and the boxing are very much solo sports mm. where they're out there on their own. Mm. Mm-hmm. And some of the, you know the posturing, the macho um, gestures that Freddie pulls on stage. Yeah, that's um, his background as a in, in in amateur boxing. Right, I see. Okay, mm. what happened to him though? I mean, his life ended sadly, but yeah. was it sad all the way through? What kind of um, life did he lead? It was an incredible life, wasn't it? Just astonishing. It was uh, a life of excess, and he did whatever he wanted to do and lived how he wanted to without any inhibitions, really. Mm. Was he kind of like a, a sort of a hedonist of sorts? Well, I'd say so. When you've heard stories. Yeah. But he was he, he was into he, you know he took uh, lots of drugs and uh, yes. had sex with uh, with everybody. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, much. but he was gay, right? He was, um, although he was in a long term relationship with Mary. Can't remember her surname. The song "Love of My Life" is about Mary, mm. who um, was uh, was it he was together with her together for a very long time, and he referred to her as his wife. For much of his life, yeah. Um, so I think I think he's he was probably bisexual, but closer to uh, <laughs> the male side of the equation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I, I mean, I guess we're talking about the seventies, really, when they were, you know, well known and stuff, and when they were the, mm. the band were doing things. By that time, I guess, sort of being gay in society had had become more acceptable, right? I mean, it wasn't really until yeah. the eighties that it sort of started to get into pop culture and stuff. Maybe a bit in the seventies, but I mean, did he face a lot of difficulty uh, being gay? Yeah, there was, there was, there was definitely a taboo about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, I mean, that was, uh, I think it was possibly even overcompensating. I don't, I don't know if it's, I think, um, obviously I can't speak from experience, but people I know from school mm. who have since come out as gay when in, in the younger years, they were, um, you know, always in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex. So oh yeah. Possibly overcompensating just not knowing how to to deal yeah, with yeah. things due yeah. to um, society and expectations and all that all, all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but then like uh, he kind of made it in in the band and got super mm. famous and everything and successful yeah did did fame kind of um did it work for him because some it doesn't work for some people did it oh, work? i think so yeah yeah he enjoyed that yeah yeah all right, cool. He enjoyed the extravagance. He enjoyed the um, the decadence. Yeah. And the um. And there's stories of like some party that the Queen had where they had dwarves uh, walking around yeah. with with trays with cocaine, little That's like right. mountains of cocaine on trays walking around. So it was like the yeah. full on decadent rock and roll lifestyle that they yeah. had. Were they all into that? I don't think John was particularly. Yeah, quiet John Deacon. He was just sitting in the corner. Right, like he was pretty before. much, yeah. Just yeah. Um, went went to bed at eight eight thirty every night. Yeah, cup of tea, and, go uh, to bed. Yeah, <clears throat> I think they're all um, they all, they all certainly enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's yeah. Did you ever have any um, parties like that in your band? Did I ever have any parties with like dwarves walking around with uh, yeah. trays of cocaine? No, unfortunately not. Oh, right. The only parties I ever had in my bands were like in these scummy little practice studios on the edge of town yeah. somewhere like Birmingham or Liverpool or something, some scratchy mm. little place. And we've got, you know, cans of lager bought from the local shop uh, yeah. and fish and chips. Yeah. Never got to the, uh, you know, to the parties with the dwarves and the cocaine and stuff so like that. Not even, you couldn't even put fish and chips on a dwarf's head. Didn't have a dwarf, you know, no, just, mm. no there weren't any dwarfs available. So mm. it was just fish and chips and beer. Which was fine. Yeah. Nothing That's wrong right, with that. It? It's good. The, those yeah, are the those are the two main ingredients in uh, British rock music. You yeah. know, you, you can't get anywhere without fish and chips and beer. This has got to be a starting point. Um, so, uh, Freddie, uh, sort of, in the end, he got ill, didn't he? He he got mm-hmm. AIDS. Is that right? He, he had did. AIDS. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and then he died as a as a sort of um, kind of consequence of that, I think. Um, yeah, well, it, it it destroys your immune system, so any infection you have is just um, you can't you can't get rid of it. Right, I see. Sad, sad, and and yeah. I mean, like you know, was he at peace with the world when he went? I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't know that. Um, <laughs> of course, you don't know, but I mean, like, uh, you don't know him personally. I mean, I, like, here's was, me interviewing was, him, like interviewing you, like you knew him personally. I do know, right? I thought I you knew about this. I thought you knew about this subject, for God's sake. Yeah, I was, I was six years old when he died, so obviously I, I went round his house yeah, well, a lot. And, um, 
yeah, so you can still you could still like uh, read about it and stuff. But we established that yeah. you only know them through the through the musical We Will Rock You. So maybe, well, maybe it's like um like you know uh, did, you know was did Freddie have a, a difficult life? Well, sorry, uh, you'll have to stick to the plot of We Will Rock You. I'm afraid. Have you got any Ben you know Elton questions? We you know what happens I've seen we'll I've seen We Will Rock You. It's about yeah, like a future. I kept that quiet. Huh? Yeah, I kept that I kept quiet. That quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm not a musicals type person. I don't normally go and see musicals, but I did go and see that one once. And it's kind of like about a future society, right? Where rock and roll <laughs> yeah. is banned. It's like 1984. Yeah. Rock and roll is banned, mm. and there's like a revolution and an, and an uprising, and they kind of fight back. Yeah, it's kind of weird because rock and roll is banned, but all everyone sings, even the people who ban rock and roll, they all sing songs in a rock and roll style yeah yeah that doesn't make sense just queen music as well which if you're going to ban all music apart from queen that's you know um i could live with that imagine a constitutional government in which all of the sort of big matters of state are all done through the medium of queen songs yeah imagine that if there's all the characters in our world just could only communicate through the medium of, of queen songs that would be very strange but that is basically the world of we will rock you um, it is and, uh, yeah did you enjoy it uh not really <laughs> but i like the songs don't get me wrong i yeah. like the songs yes. definitely obviously the songs <clears throat> were, the thing. songs are amazing but like I, I don't care about yeah. musicals i just don't like people walking around and then singing for no reason oh, you know, have you like, spoken to paul langton about this no never oh, he loves his musicals oh I'm, I'm not a fan but he can convince me i'm always open to be convinced he's <laughs> I went around his house once, and he's got, uh, you know, some of these magazines where you subscribe, um, and every uh, month you get a, a magazine and yeah. then a free gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he subscribed to this magazine about <laughs> classic musicals. I went around his house, and he's got all these these classic musicals, things he hasn't even watched on a shelf from just they got free from a magazine. Oh my god! Like, what kind of classic musicals are we talking about? Oh, he, I'm sure he'd be able to tell you, but it's um, things like I think he's got My Fair Lady, and uh, it's not the the modern ones. So I don't think he's got anything like Blood Brothers or yeah. Um, it's all the old school ones. The, the really old things, yeah. Wow. So that's that, that, that might sound of music as well, and he'd be able to tell you exactly yeah. the list of musicals. But yeah, he's subscribed to to a magazine and got, got a free dvd of the musical each issue and all these free play. dvds from a magazine subscription so did yeah. you like we will rock you you must have done if you saw it three times uh, yes yeah, same with you um I, well the thing is my dad paid for it um all three occasions he, the, he took the family up to london we stayed in the hotel and yeah. we saw we were rocking and that happened three times i'm like i kind of wish he hadn't done that because now he's approaching retirement yeah. didn't have very much money yeah. so i kind of wish he hadn't <laughs> it was a waste of money that's what you're saying uh yeah i mean it was expensive as well mm. um yeah they are expensive those tickets to musicals yeah in, yeah in london it was, i really enjoyed the music and i really enjoyed the spectacle but the the script and the storyline it just reminded um did you ever watch a tv show called oscar's orchestra with dudley moore no <laughs> It's about a, fl- a talking piano. You never saw it? No, nope, never saw it. No. Well, that in that, all music had been banned, mm. and that was that was released a few years before we were rocking. It was 
part of me was thinking, well, you know, Oscar's orchestra have already done this. But you know, like the act, the act of banning music is not an original idea. People have been doing no. it for hundreds of years. In yeah. some states, you know, some parts of the world, music's completely yeah. banned based on certain yeah. teachings, certain rules yeah. and things. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so that's what I associated with the story. Uh, but the music and spectacle, I thought, were, were, were amazing. And uh, mm. I think you, you need a, a theatre-trained voice to be able to do Queen's music justice. Yes, I think so. So, in just although the, I yeah. haven't had any theatre training, no, no, neither have I. Which is why I, I don't want to try and sing any of their stuff. I'm not ready. So, <laughs> uh, I, I've been trying to get you to agree to a, a Queen duet because I've heard you singing yeah, on some of these it's, podcasts. It's not going to happen. Not, not going to happen in this episode. I'm sorry. I, I can't, think it will. I can't do that to well, the I music. One of your Queen. readers. It's, it's not going to happen. One of your readers. Listeners. Will, listeners. Um, let's, hello. Well, I'm, I'm referring to the comment section. Okay. And you also you also put the script out of this, don't you? Uh, sometimes. Well, there won't be the script yeah. of this conversation. Not yet. But some, sometimes I do the beginning of, of episodes and stuff. Readers slash listeners, probably listeners. Anyway, one of those people, hello, people listening, you can probably suggest a song that's fairly easy to play for Luke on the guitar, and it'll be a Queen duet. And when next time Luke is in the UK, we will uh, we'll meet up and we will sing a Queen song for the podcast. How about that, Luke? All right, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah? Yeah, All if right. people want to name their songs that we can destroy then uh, they can put them in the comments section. Just final thing before yeah. we finish up here. Uh, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody, the film? Yeah, I did. Uh, I haven't seen it, so what did you think mm. of it? Well, I didn't enjoy it. Really? Oh, that's a pity. Some no. some, people, some people wrote to me saying, I really loved the film, T- talk about Queen. Yeah. So you didn't like yeah. it, that's a pity. Why not? No, I didn't. What was it um, about it? Because it was very safe. They played it very safe. They didn't take any... If you think about Queen and all the... Um, the crazy rock and roll antics they got up to, and and but not only that, and their music, just how they took risks and they experimented. Bohemian Rhapsody is a very generic biopic. Mm. It's um, it doesn't really take any risks, and it's it jumps around very quickly. They don't really. It, it all seems a bit too easy. How they're, they're playing with um, smile. So when Freddie takes over from smile, and then the next thing they're touring America, and then they're playing to sell out crowds. There's no real. I think they they wanted a thing, they had a list of things they wanted to tick tick off their list of of, of milestones in the band's history mm. that they wanted to feature in the film. But it's they wanted to just you know we want this and we want this and we want this. But it, cohesively, it was just a bit of a bit of a letdown, and it was it was very safe, very generic. Yeah, and because um, I, I, ex- I, can... I, I expect with the case of like Freddie in particular, there's you know you could do a much more edgy telling of his story with not shying away from things that he did in his life and stuff like that. Well, yeah, that's what that's yeah. what Sacha Baron Cohen wants to do. But I saw um, Rocket Man at yeah. the weekend, yeah, which is really good. Have you seen that? No, but it's it's directed by exactly the same person who did uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm, right? Not entirely. No, it's Dexter Fletcher picked up after picked up after Brian Singer got sacked and it's a different writer but that plays around with uh, it's more like a musical and it's yeah. um, it's uh, so Alison John's telling the story yeah um, and it's so they can take a few liberties and because it's from him you know he's His telling the story view, yeah. 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 and then they can um, there's all sorts of uh, you know visual things they can do and mm. things a bit more um experimental yes visually yeah so it was, it was just a bit bland and it's disappointing because i 
I love Queen. I was looking forward to seeing it. And and the finale is just um, Remy Malik, who's he's you know he's all right. But he won an Oscar. Um, yeah. And he's okay. Uh, but he's just mining along to Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it's just and it's just him the, doing the Freddie minutes. Mercury like big stadium rock concert yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the, interestingly, there's a, a the official Queen tribute band is called Queen Extravaganza, and the singer of that is called Mark Martel, mm. Mark with a C, and um, he's he's amazing. He sounds so much like Freddie, but he doesn't really try to. He just naturally does. Yeah. And he does bits of vocals in in the film and I would have preferred him to have done all the singing parts instead of miming over Freddie because you know it's not him yeah that's weird when, when when you see an actor miming like sort of mm. a voice but it's it's obviously the voice of the original person yeah yeah that's yeah. weird it doesn't it sort of takes you out of the film doesn't it it does it yeah. does uh, whereas in Rocketman Taron Egerton sings all the Elton John songs wow which is, admittedly, it's probably easier to sing like Elton John than it yeah. is Freddie Mercury. Yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, but it's it's still that that connection. Yeah, go back to that, that connection thing again mm. between the performer and you. That, but when it, you, someone's miming um, over the original, it, there's that detachment, and it's like, mm, yeah. well, I could just watch this on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could. Um, well, I'll be putting the I'll be putting some YouTube videos on the page for this episode so people can yeah. uh, have a look at those performances. But um, Alex, thank you for talking to us about Queen and for sort of telling me a few things I didn't know, and and uh, for being my resident Queen, queen expert who's not actually a Queen expert, but is, I know more than you. You know who knows more than me exactly. So that's the, maybe the main thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. And so, what about your Edinburgh show? You've got a daytime show and a nighttime show. Uh, so if anyone yes. going to Edinburgh, they want to see you do uh, How to Win a Pub Quiz, which is a, an, a, it's a sold-out show from years. Uh, it's been uh, on going to Edinburgh. What, is this the third year now? Uh, this is the fourth, fourth year, year I'll be doing. No, hang on. It's the, it's the fourth year I'll be doing paid shows with it, but it'll be the sixth year in total. So I first took it up in 2014 on the, on the Free Fringe, mm-hmm. and then I did the did it two years on the free fringe 2014 to 2015 then i moved to a paid venue in 2016 yeah and then then yeah 2016 2017 2018 sold out which was ridiculous yeah, <laughs> and right. um yeah it's all right and um yeah doing doing that again i'm doing some late night shows and i'm trying to part of the reason i wanted to come and speak to you about queen is because i'm trying to I, i'd hoped it would give me some ideas about because I wanted to do some material um, mm-hmm. and incorporate that into the pub quiz. And in the late night show, if yeah. we've got time every night, because as I said, I've got until half one yeah. from um, 20 to, to 12. Um, if, if we've got time for a final round, I will do a, a queen round yeah. there where um, hopefully it will end in a sing-along of Bohemian Rhapsody. That's fantastic. Okay, and so yeah. if, if people want to come and see you, what should they do? So they should... They can find me on the Ed Edinburgh Fringe website. So you can, if you search for my name, uh, How to Win a Pub Quiz. There's the British edition, which is at midday. How to Win a Pub Quiz. Like you, you've said that so many times now, Alex, that you've you've yeah. turned it into one single word. You realise that, don't you? You've t- had a yeah. pub quiz. It's become just a single yeah. word. But for my listeners, they're yeah. like, uh, "Sorry, what was that? How to Win a Pub Quiz? What accent was that? <laughs> How to Win a Pub Quiz? I don't know. Was it a no, BBC? <laughs> 
Was it a BBC? Like, oh, sorry. You just said, oh, sorry. What was that in the, in a weird accent? What I said? What you said? Sorry. Oh, what sorry. Was that? Sorry. What was that? Like uh, you said it in the in a in a in a in a Eastern European accent. Did I? I thought it, I did <laughs> it in a sort of a posh accent or something. But anyway, maybe it could have been a Eastern European accent uh, that I did it in. But anyway, that's what they're thinking. They're going, sorry, what? What was that? Yeah. So to say the name of the show in the quick way that you've been saying it and then say it in a slow way, please. Now, do that now. Afternoon pub quiz. Afternoon mm-hmm. pub quiz. Yeah. How to win a pub quiz. Right. And sorry, tell us when and where we can see it again because I still don't know. You can see... The midday show, the British edition, you can see that at um, Stand 2, which is um, on uh, York Place in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And you can also see me at the late night edition, which is um, at Stand 1, which is downstairs. And the capacity is 140. Ooh. Um, yeah. Very so nice. it's going to be a lot more admin. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see if I can fill it. I'm not feeling totally confident, but then I didn't. When I first took the show up to Edinburgh, I, I honestly thought there would be people queuing up around the block um, to the box office demanding refunds. Having come- really? Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. But there wasn't? No, no, quite the opposite. Thankfully. Um, yeah, so um, it, hopefully, hopefully the, the late-night shows will do well. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Late-night shows, so. late shows are mm. always good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When are you when are you coming to the UK, Luke? When are you gonna uh, do our duet? Uh, oh, I don't know. I think I might be there in July or something. I'll yeah. let I'll let you know so that we can sort yeah. out a duet. We'll we'll go on Moz's boat. We haven't asked him yet. That would be we'll great, be wouldn't right it? We should spend an evening yeah. on Moz's boat. We can't. We'll have to be careful about what we tell um, police officer Paul about what we're doing. Yes. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. It would be. All right. Yeah. Well. Let's make that happen at some point. But otherwise, yeah. Alex, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. And good yeah, luck. Well, hopefully you got something useful out of that. Yes, I, th- I think I did. We talked yeah. about Queen, so mission accomplished. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, have a good run in Edinburgh. And I'll see you, well, you know, soon, I hope. Yeah, hopefully. It's been two years, hasn't it? It's been ages, yeah. All yeah. right. Okay, well, say goodbye to the people right. of the world. Goodbye, people of the world. Goodbye, Luke's listeners. Goodbye, Luke's readers as well. Yeah. Goodbye to everyone from Alex. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, have a nice rest of the evening. Thank you. Are you Are you still recording? Or are you going to still recording now? Because I haven't done. I still. I don't know how to end these conversations. Uh, I don't know. What should I do? To end sing a, con- a song? No, I can't sing a song. Like, <laughs> uh, what should I say to end the conversation? Um, could you bring the robot in? No. But you could, like, when you edit it. Uh, I can't in. do that anymore because my computer's audio doesn't work and I need the computer to help me create the robot. I mean, help me start up the robot to enter the commands into it, you see. Well, the robot robot was very upset. They'd been left all that time, Yeah, well, they? yeah, they're mental, though, aren't they? You know, one of them, wants to, kill, them? One of them wants to kill me. And, no, I didn't create <laughs> them. I bought them from... I bought them online. One of them wants to kill me and take over the human ra- take over the world and kill all humans and the other one is yeah. just, just just like just upset with the with the politics Can't who's the st- one who who um who really wants they really fancy you and they really that's that's english robot 4000 
who's just a bit <laughs> creepy and she she's just a bit too I don't know like uh it's a bit forward and a bit creepy in the sense that she's like a bit stalkerish well I suggest firing them up you know getting getting up and running and mm. then but what I meant was, how do I finish this actual conversation? I don't mean an extra thing to be added on to the end of the com- uh, the episode. I mean, how do I finish this actual conversation? What shall I say to make this you, stop? We're still recording. Huh? Yeah. Oh, well, you could stop recording. Yeah, but I can't just stop can just... recording. There needs to be some sort of like soft landing before I press stop. Don't you think? Well, you've already done that. You already thanked me really? for coming on. Okay, yeah. well, I'll just thank you again. Yeah. Thank, thank, thanks. Thanks again for coming on. All right. And goodbye and good luck goodbye all right still recording still recording because it still doesn't feel like it's been a good enough ending you know i don't know like it just feel you need to be like well thanks everyone have a great that's that's difficult because they're all listening at different times so you can't say great great morning because it might be the evening have a great time guys uh speak to you soon bye that's it can you do that yeah yeah. Go on. You want me to? Yes, yes. All right. You're going to edit all the other stuff out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what are my, what are my lines? You have to say, well, thanks. It was great to speak to everyone. You've already done that, haven't you? I okay. have, yeah. yeah. I know, but I just... Uh, okay. Because I think that I've probably missed the opportunity to do a break, but I haven't because all this is going to get edited out, all right? Yeah. It's all going to get edited yeah. out. Thank yeah. you, Alex. So this, this could be on the... Um, the Patreon thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, people could pay yeah. for this this bit. It <laughs> might just be a bonus, a free bonus extra in the app. Yeah. Luke failing to say goodbye to, to Alex. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, this this really is it now, though. I'm going to stop recording. Are you going to hang the phone up or are you going to stop recording? I'm going to stop recording right now. Yeah. So that was Alex Love there talking about one of his favourite bands, Queen. I hope you managed to follow all of that. I understand that the sound quality wasn't exactly perfect. And Alex can be a bit of a mumbler sometimes. He mumbles a little bit. But this is good practice. Not every conversational bit of listening that you'll do will happen in completely perfect acoustic conditions. It's good training to listen to conversations like this from time to time. So I know that plenty of you out there are big fans of Queen and you might have things to say yourselves. So I'd like to invite you to leave your comments in the comments section on the website. You can write responses to any of the things that came up in this conversation. And here are some questions for you too. These are pretty much the questions I asked Alex, I think. So if you want to, you can have a go at answering them as well. So the questions are this. First of all, how did you first get into Queen? And by get into Queen, I mean become interested in it. I don't mean actually join the band. Ha ha ha. But how did you first get into Queen? Secondly, what is their appeal? Why are they popular? What's their appeal to you personally and to everyone, in your opinion? How would you describe their sound? So what what does their music actually sound like? What's the story of the band? Do you know their origins and how they went on to become such a huge band? Uh, Maybe we missed some things in our telling of the story. What are your favourite songs of theirs and why? What is Bohemian Rhapsody all about? And I mean the song. What about the film Bohemian Rhapsody? Have you seen it? What did you think of it? Uh, Did you like it, unlike Alex? And what were your reasons for liking it or disliking it? And have you seen Rocket Man, the Elton John film? 
And then what can you tell me about the individual members of the band? What was the dynamic between them all? Because for me, uh, the dynamic between the members often seems to be the secret to every band's magic. Um, So do feel free to write some things in the comments section in response to any of those questions. Now, uh, what about Alex's comedy? Um, He's going to the Edinburgh Festival again. So if you're heading up to Edinburgh for the Fringe this year, why not check out Alex's show, which is always a hit at the festival. It's called How to Win a Pub Quiz, and it's part stand-up comedy show and part pub quiz. It's described in the Fringe website as being an, an interactive comedy game show, and it is a lot of fun. You'll see the link to the page on the edfringe.com website here on the page for this episode on my website. Um, that's tickets.edfringe.com, and then just search for Alex Love. Uh, his show is on every day during August, except the 12th of August. It's at 12 noon, so that's midday, at the Stand Comedy Club, Room 2. Tickets are available at tickets.edfringe.com, or just click the link on the page for this episode. Go along to Alex's show. You will have fun, I promise. He's done the show lots of times now. He's been working on it uh, every year. He improves it. It's different to how it was before. He's added new questions. I think this is like a special British edition to the pub quiz because he was thinking of doing a a, um, a Brexit edition. And in the end, I think he decided to make it a British edition. I don't know uh, what his reasoning was behind all of that. But anyway, maybe if you go, you could meet up with him for a drink afterwards. Buy him a pint. He'd appreciate that. And you could ask him yourself. So there you go. Um, Tickets.edfringe.com. Search for Alex Love, how to win a pub quiz at the Edinburgh Fringe every day except the 12th of August at midday at the Stand Comedy Club Room 2. Right, so that's pretty much it for this episode. Just before we finish, I'd like to give you a reminder about premium content. I've uploaded Series 13 and Series 14 is almost ready to go. So plenty of premium stuff available now for you. And it's all about repeating, demonstrating and clarifying language, which has come up naturally in conversations on the podcast. And there are pronunciation drills focusing on different aspects of pronunciation each time. Episodes and PDFs are available in the app and also online. To get the Luke's English Podcast app, just go to the app store on your phone and search for Luke's English Podcast app. And to join up, to LEP Premium, just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium to get started. Again, things might be a little bit quiet with the free podcast uh, over the next few weeks, but premium episodes are coming. Okay, so I look forward to reading your comments about Queen as they come in. Um, It feels like I should be doing a song at the end of this episode, but there's no song from me. Um, Alex requested a song. In fact, he requested a duet. But uh, no, there's no song just because I don't really feel good enough to tackle a song by Queen. And I think a duet over the phone would have been impossible. The songs, Queen's songs are all a bit too technical. And Freddie's voice is so strong and has so much range to it that it's hard to do covers of Queen's songs. But perhaps if I somehow meet up with Alex, we can do some kind of duet, which I'm sure would be absolutely horrible. But uh, if that's what the people want, that's what I'll do. 
Okay, so maybe that's something that we can arrange in the future. But for now, ladies and gents, that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But right now, it's just time to say goodbye, bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.